It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Reno's in, Vegas is here. Sweet 16 is here as well. First game of the double dip tonight at the Fortress. Going to tip off in about 15 minutes. It's Arkansas and UConn. Yep, Eric Musselman. Sorry, Reno folks. He's here, and uh, he is all in all of his uh, must glory Kansas State got out to a quick start at MSG in the East Regional. That's a three and a seven. K-State now trails Michigan State 22-20. to 20. A grinder so far. Six minutes left in the first half. Any bet on that one, Candy? No, I nothing for me. And I think the, uh, the most notable part of that entire situation is the fact that I, I don't know if you caught John Calipari talking about Noel after the game and uh, you know sort of dismissive comments of him it, it made me a fan of a team that i didn't really all care about all that much just because i wanted to see kyle Parry kind of get stuck to him right little kid little kid little kid boy we have you know we this show's highly organized we never go off the rails no we have breaking news and i do i don't want to usurp our guests coming up we're going to talk some xfl and nfl with former nfl player sam Acho. We got to double check on this one. This is very excited. What if Jimmy G is going to a lot of the Aces games and hangs out with new partial owner Tom Brady? That just came across the wire. Did I miss this one? Was this already out? Is this a new development? TB12! You've I'm got yelling. me I'm diving yelling. for the socials. <laughs> I'm yelling a lot today at Silver Sevens. Well, we got to look into this one. All right, big four time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents The Big Four at Four. Number four. How many times in your life recently, now that you're wise, you're a veteran of life, do you find something and you actually think to yourself, you know what, this is a great snitch. Maybe I should tell someone about this. Because I'll tell you, I think about it all the time, and I really don't tell people about stuff anymore. Because once I find it, it's mine. I'm selfish. Wait, a great snitch or a great sitch? Could be a great sitch or a snitch. Just okay. a secret. I, I, it could be a be restaurant. It things. could be you know cheap gas somewhere. Um, there are certain things I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to have this. You know, just freaking overwhelmed by oh. publicizing it. There's a lot of stuff I will not oh. say on there. Are very popular. People will listen to me. Oh, you're yeah. I mean, you called Xavier. A social influencer earlier <laughs> yes. and i know for a fact that when you recommend something there are listeners everywhere dozens of them who immediately will do the opposite who will say no 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 Wait, i do not what? want anything that steve cofield does associated with me i am going the opposite way i am you know what that meat slicer that one on amazon nah let me buy it. it's direct competitor <laughs> i am not buying steve cofield's meat slicer very nice yeah. uh, there was a conversation the other day between uh hockey We'll say former hockey players. I don't know if they're legends. Your boy Lundquist was featured as he was being asked about the haircut he gets at a secret location. And I know you're not you're not uh, Rangers. Um, Actually, I want you to tell me where you get. You can. I'm not telling you anything, person. I don't know. I'm not telling you a damn thing. I'm not. All right. First of all, let's get let's get that out of the way. You want to make sure that you got me. Perfectly yeah, fired up for this show. Tell me I'm a fan of anything of the New York Rangers. Rangers, yeah, that was the bad. Hell you're, with them. But no, I actually I actually saw this live while it was happening. Let, oh, yeah? let, it, let it roll. Let it roll. I want to hear this. 
Actually, I want you to tell me where you get your haircut. This guy gets his haircut for twenty five bucks, and we had him on the podcast, and yeah. he wouldn't he wouldn't tell us where he gets his no, haircut. And I will Who's not cut? tell you because the great thing about that, nobody's ever there. I never have to wait. He cuts he cuts it in seven minutes. So seven? yeah, and I wow. I don't have time to go there, and you sit there and take up my time. So. I I love that Lunkvist is like I'm not telling anyone. I'm certainly not divulging the info on TV. I get a quick haircut, and it's cheap. I'm not publicizing this place so everyone comes in and screws it for me. Okay, Cofield, I don't know if your career earnings are quite the same as Henrik <laughs> Lundqvist. Like, you would need to protect the $25 haircut as much yeah. as he does because he, I think, probably compare, uh, pales in comparison to you. $98 million in career earnings oh for Henrik Lundqvist. And so not quite Cofield money, but he needs to make sure that he does not have to fight with anybody for that $25 Haircut. Um, I thought it was brilliant on his part. Absolutely brilliant. I there is a website. I I have a website that I purchase T-shirts from. Too many T-shirts from, and they're often you know snarky, funny, sarcastic sorts of things. And people, you know, you go out for a drink, and someone will be like, "Oh yeah, I like that shirt. Where'd you get it?" And I'll just say, "Oh, on the internet." Yeah, you gotta look it up. I'm. You think I'm giving away my T-shirt site? You like so that I don't get to look clever anymore? I want to look like I'm actually clever and that there's not 10 other people in other locations throughout the world wearing this shirt. I have the only one, and I'm the clever one. I'm the smart one, not you. So, that's no, sm- I'm not That's sharing. a smart move. I would steal your bid 100%. 100% would steal it. Well, you'll never get a chance because I'm not telling you where the site is either. Nice try. A little reverse psychology, Cofield. You'll never get my T-shirts. Number three. You are a Yankees fan. Uh, How did you feel last week when it was revealed that the Yankees do not offer free Wi-Fi to their to their players? Come on, is there anything that's more perfect, Steinbrenner kids, than charging their players for Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi. Come on, that's absolutely perfect. The guy who taught the guy who talks about having a responsibility to his shareholders as though anybody gives a damn when they're talking about salary on the New York Yankees. Oh, there's, there's a responsibility. We gotta make sure we're we're spending fiscally right. Yeah, you're also charging people twenty dollars for a hamburger in the stadium, and now we have to hear about how the players don't get Wi-Fi. Love it. Aaron Judge could raise a stink about this and change things for his entire team. Now the answer, I think I know what happened here, but it comes off as kind of D-ish. When someone asked him about the Wi-Fi that he has to pay for, he said, I've got T-Mobile, so I don't have to worry about it. Now, that's not just a selfish guy who won't stand up for his teammates. I'm guessing that was essentially a promotional pop. Absolutely okay. gorgeous. I can't hate that. Uh, no, I no. come on. That right there is some some Jordan Republicans buy sneakers too stuff right yeah. there from, uh, from Aaron Judge. That was really well done. I love it. I love it. And, and by the way, I, I had questions about the leadership of Aaron Judge uh, before I read ESPN feature in the offseason talking about what he does for his teammates. I have no doubt he would actually pay for everybody's Wi-Fi if he needed to, but that is a brilliant promotional tactic. Number two. Well, I thought one of the sad notes of the Raiders offseason was Trent Sieg moving on as a long snapper and kind of you know disappointing the rest of the kicking room but uh yeah this one's a lot more serious uh bad news yesterday i hope it's very very early in terms of the diagnosis but what do we find out about uh former raider tight end tight end in limbo in the nfl foster morrow yeah this is the sort of thing that brings everybody together 
pretty quickly, no matter what team you're a fan of, no matter what AFC West rivalry you're dealing with. Uh, Foster Moreau, uh, 25 years old, uh, former Raiders tight end, announced on social media that he has cancer uh, and that the cancer was found in a fortuitous way because he was going and taking a physical as part of his free agency process with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, he was potentially going to join Derek Carr down in New Orleans. And Foster Moreau is one of those number two tight ends who I think a lot of people in the league think could be a number one tight end. And so anyway, he's stepping away from football now to deal with that cancer treatment and seemed to unify just about everyone around the NFL in support of Foster Moreau. But uh, Cofield, just something, since I'm just this kind of jerk, um, to point out. Oh, no. You're the, Saints, you know, huh? you're, you're, you're the guy I trust in these. Like, I tell Ari all the time, we are not this show. Like, and, and, and I'm sure Foster Mora was going to be fine, but we are not a bad news sickness show or recent death show. I don't, I, because I do not want to throw it out to the members on our show. Willie's pretty good, too. But I, I usually wait a couple of days. I trust you, Candy. Mm. I trust you in do these you? moments. Well, wow. I, I, I almost. I almost feel you doing a trust fall into my arms right now, Steve. It's uh, it's a moment I've been waiting for for a long time. Uh, yeah, this happened yesterday, yes. and so I feel like the statute has, has passed, right? The, the obligatory period, 24 hours. Okay. Right? 24 hours has passed, and so I can talk about the fact that I think it's interesting that uh, this was found during the process of a routine physical with the New Orleans Saints, and I think that it, it speaks a little bit to all of the narrative that's been out there about do people like Derek Carr in the locker room? Are they Were they trying to get away from him? Was Derek Carr not a good leader because he went away for the last two games like Steve Cofield's been telling you? No, I, I think Foster Moreau was, was just fine going and uh, rejoining Derek Carr down in New Orleans. So I just thought that was an interesting, uh, definitely not as important subplot to the story. Number one. You know, I have to go back to keeping secrets about stuff that we like. It just hit me that I did that last week. So I don't know if you know this, but uh, you know, the movie Christmas Story and the dad being called a turkey junkie and then those G-damn bumpuses, the freaking dogs come in. And But I remember the, the, the term in that was his, his dad was a turkey junkie. I am a corned beef junkie and we got onto the topic on Friday and St. Patty's Day, and I would not tell Willie where I was going to get corned beef. And Good what time. did I wind up doing? I wound up going to the place that I get corned beef every year at, and I got an order. And then I also asked them, I was like, hey, if you have any tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to text you and I'm going to come by. And I went by the next day. Because every place runs out of corned beef. I have my place that people wouldn't expect. So I was like, screw it. This is mine. I'm not giving it up. Now, is that being a complete prick to the owner? Like, I could pr help promote his excellent corned beef? Yes. But that was my lung for this moment. Yeah, you are being a jerk because your meat promotion skills are legendary among the Lotus Broadcasting yes, family. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. fact that you would not allow someone to know where you get your corned yeah, beef. 21. But, okay. 21 pounds of meat. Let's put that aside for a second. Yeah. Willie's not here. You can tell me. Uh, I will DM it to you. I love it. Yeah. 
I love it. Because I, I, I mean, look, can't do this. Pastrami, corned beef. It, it doesn't. If you want to, if you want to cure some meat, I right now shove that down my gullet. Oh my god! Just even talking about it gets me excited, Cofield. Uh, I want to spend these two minutes on something very important. This is kind of a therapy session. Like I said, I trust Candy. He can be a voice of reason, except for that whole same thing. Um, I have now made it a habit. I've discussed on the air. I have every fast food app on my phone, but I'm not really a fast food person. Um, I've now done this about six times in a row. If I go get lunch and I'm going to work, I go and sit at the restaurant. I open the app and I order through the app and I wait 15 minutes. Is that weird? Are you that dedicated to not talking to another human when you don't have to? Well, I've also discussed my other issue. I get anxiety looking at menus you would never figure because, you know, I'm packing on the pounds. These mega breasts wouldn't say that. Uh, but, yeah, I can't make decisions. So I, li- I, I want the, the leisurely view through the app, and then I can decide that way. And, yeah, I just I went to a place today. I ordered, and I sat there for the... I was told 16 minutes. So I got up at the 16-minute mark, and I, and I was like, hey, I'm picking up. But th- you also could order in advance, and because there is no more satisfying feeling than walking into a place where you've ordered on the app yeah. ahead, yep. and people think you're cutting the line, right? They watch you walk around to the side. I, Chick-fil-A in particular, there's that little counter all the way over on the right that you walk up to and people look at you like, oh no, you're not cutting the line and I just get the smuggest look on my I face like, I am. oh yeah, I am sucker, because I already ordered so why don't you stand there and get even hangrier while I shove this chicken in my mouth and stare you in the eye. You can go ahead and starve because I got my food. Love you. Bye. Wow. Wow. Now who's the psycho? Wow. <laughs> Definitely me. <laughs> and we got the Sweet 16 going down uh, right over at T-Mobile. Uh, game at MSG is approaching the half. 40 seconds left. K-State is leading 40-35 to 35 against Michigan State. And then later tonight after UConn and Arkansas here in Vegas, then we've got Gonzaga. That was Mark Few on the way back taking on UCLA, which has turned into a quite a rivalry on all levels, recruiting and then in these big spots. We got XFL here this weekend. Another game. Vipers finally got in the win column. They're taking on St. Louis, which has been a real success story in terms of attendance and pretty good team. And Sam Acho has been on the call a lot of these XFL games. And he is this weekend, and he joins Cofield and company here in Vegas on ESPN Las Vegas. Sam, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Glad to be on with you guys. All right. Before we get to the XFL, are you a guy who's juiced across the board, like for different sports? Are you a college basketball fan? Man, I'm not a huge, like, I usually am dialed in on whatever sport I'm covering. So when NFL season, I was, like, all in on NFL, college season, all in on college, right, college football, right, doing those. Now, XFL, I've been zoning on the XFL. Now, granted, my alma mater, Texas, yeah. is in. So, like, they keep on making it, I'll keep on watching. But, like, I've been dialed in on it, on okay. XFL. Hard question. If you're saying you don't follow that closely, but I assume you follow your alma mater. Uh, we experienced Rodney Terry as a pretty good coach here in our region in the Mountain West Conference, Fresno and UNLV in the same conference. If Rodney Terry makes the Final Four, I know Texas fans always want the biggest and the best, and they want to spend you know seven, eight, nine million dollars on a coach, Calipari, or someone like that. I wonder what they do with Rodney Terry if he takes him to the Final Four. I think he sh- he's got to be the long term answer. I, I mean, think- look what happened this year um, yeah. with him getting hired, essentially midway interim coach, stepping up midway through the season. 
And now they're advancing and advancing and advancing. We've even heard from some of the star players saying, man, Rodney Terry should be the guy. And so if you have players behind it, and obviously anyone who's a college football fan, or if you're a Texas, excuse me, college basketball or Texas basketball fan, you want your team to win. And so I think it just makes sense for uh, the, the administration to say, man, this guy took our talent, took us further than we expected. Let's give him a long-term deal. So, Sam, give me your take on what you've seen in the XFL. I mean, you played at the highest level in the National Football League for upwards of, uh, you know, eight, nine years. What do you think of the brand of football? I think it's awesome. Like, one of the coolest things about the XFL, yes, we talk about the access, which is great. Well, you're hearing play calls. You're getting inside the locker room at halftime. You're interviewing players before and after they make plays. Like, that's amazing. But the style and the brand of play has been impressive as well. I mean, we're seeing guys like A.J. McCarron, who, who plays for the St. Louis Battlehawks, right there playing the Vegas Vipers this weekend. Guys like him have this comeback story, two-time national champion, uh, national champion in Alabama. I was coming back and playing for his kids. Right? He wants his kids to watch him play rather than be a backup. You're seeing coaches get opportunities to coach for the first time. And, so, and then also the leadership behind it. Dwayne Johnson is, is behind the charge, and Danny Garcia is business partner. She's the first female owner of a major sports league in America. And so it's just been amazing. I've loved every minute of it. What's the environment that's impressed you the most that you know, fans really turned out for and turned it into a real party? So it, the St. Louis game, a few, I wasn't there. I didn't call this game, but um, it was their first home game in a while. And they had 30, like, if you remember, the St. Louis Rams left and went to, went to L.A. Yeah. They had 38,310 fans. Awesome. That's like a, that's, they call it a spring league record. Spring league, like non-NFL like season record. XFL record as well, and so that environment was nuts. I've been to some of the Seattle games, and it's cool to see, you know, there's Sea Dragon, so you see fans with these, like, dragon outfits on. Nice. It was just cool to see the people start to grow. We were on a Zoom call with, with Dwayne Johnson a few weeks ago, and he talked about when he first started doing wrestling, and they'd go from city to city, and you embrace the, in some places, it's almost like the smallness, right? Oh, it's, that's 10,000 of you all? But man, it's 10,000 of you guys that decided to show up. We're going to grow, and all of a sudden, you, you see what wrestling has turned into, and I think the XFL has the potential to do the same. Yeah, it's it's interesting here in Vegas, and Sam Acho is with us uh, working on the broadcast of the XFL games. We haven't had massive crowds, but the realization is, has also come that Vegas has become just such a sports mecca that it, I feel like every time the XFL team is playing here, there's something crazy going on up against it, and we've been told by you know league people that, hey, they're going to stick with Vegas. I think Vegas fans just need time to kind of realize, hey, it's here, and it's a good brand of football. I mean, as, as an example, this weekend, you know, we, want, we want to promote, hey, people get out there. Ticketmaster.com is where you, you go to get the tickets, but it's going against the freaking West region. And then the other thing is, I was just told Taylor Swift's merch store just opened, <laughs> Sam, over at, Timo, or, or at uh, Allegiant, and there's like a five-hour line. <laughs> Hey, they might still be waiting for T-Swift. While you're waiting for T-Swift, come check out the Vegas Vipers and right. go back. He's going to be there. I think she's there for a couple of days from what I understand. Yeah. The, uh, the tickets are, uh, are through the roof. So, uh, yeah, big, but, it, you know, my point is it's a big event city, and I think it can blend in here nicely. Um, do you think XFL can work in cities that have NFL teams? I think it does. And part of the, the reasoning is I think winning matters. You talk about yeah. the XFL and this week and, you know, the, the, all this other, you know, Golden Knights and Vegas, all these teams. Man, you start winning, all of a sudden people start showing up. I mean, the San Antonio team, and they've been struggling, but people are showing up. And I mean, other teams, like you know, there's a team in Arlington, right? Uh, that's right in that Dallas area. There's a Cowboys team there, Arlington team there. A team in Houston, they're one of the best teams in the XFL. They have an NFL team as well, Seattle as well. So I think there's potential of teams 
that are in markets that already have NFL teams, I think there's potential for those markets to grow. I think they want to see their teams win. Yeah, the thing I appreciate the most, though, the stories of guys who are like 28, 30, 32, still trying to either get to the NFL, get back there. There's young guys trying to make it. And I wanted to mention a, a young guy who I think has a place in the NFL is, you know, sort of that slash jack-of-all-trades position in De'Ara King. Who And the other thing for him is I think his height is held against him. And he's not a pure quarterback, but I wonder if he's one of the guys. Like, he's a good example of someone, you know, he was at Houston, at Miami, like, who can do a little bit of everything, and this league is going to help him finally vault permanently in the National Football League. Yeah, and his team is undefeated. Now, he's playing for the yep. best, he's, he's contributing to the best team in the XFL currently, the D.C. Defenders. They're 5-0. and And so, like, you think about that. Scouts watch the XFL. There are NFL scouts that are watching to see, man, are there talented guys that we can get? Guys like P.J. Walker, who played in the NFL, they went, remember, he was starting for the Carolina Panthers. Like, there are guys like, like Taylor Heineke was in the XFL, and, you know, he's been with Washington. So there are guys who have played in the XFL and been successful. Scouts are watching, and there's so many names. De'Aaron King could be one of them, uh, of, of guys who want to get to the NFL, and they're using this league to get there. Sam, having been at the NFL level, do you think there's ever a possibility, whether it's the XFL or, or some other setup, where there could be formal affiliations between – the NFL teams, and some of these franchises where maybe it's practice squad level players, maybe it's you know guys who are fighting on the end of the roster, could go to these settings and maybe get more reps, maybe get more game experience and potentially strengthen their chances in the NFL? Or do you think NFL teams are too you know uh, wrapped up in their own systems and their own programs to be able to do that? I think there's definitely opportunity. One of the themes of the XFL, and that's what I think that Dwayne Johnson talks about is this idea of player 54. And a lot of, as we all know, in the NFL for the longest time, there have been 53-man rosters. And whether it's because of politics, sometimes you're, you're not the coach's favorite, sometimes you're just not good enough, sometimes it's injuries, no matter what it is. Man, you were player 54. You made the team, and all of a sudden there were some trades or transactions, and the day before the, day before the season starts, you get cut. You're a 54th guy. So I think there is an opportunity for players to develop in this league and show that they still have it. Either they they, they, they had it one time in the NFL. There are guys, you know, Matt Elam, first-round pick for the Ravens in 2013. He plays for the Orlando Guardians. Guys like that who have been in the NFL, tasted it, whatever reason they've left, show them, hey, I still got it. I'm, not, I'm no longer a player before. But also this idea of the, the XFL is already partnering with the XFL in so many ways, partnering with different innovation ideas. We look at some of the access, some of the, you know, Dean Blandino, he's the vice president of officiating and rules innovation. They're allowing him to watch every play, be involved in every play, and coaches can actually challenge any officiating decision, whether called or not called. It's supposed to be the NFL where, hey, there's a foul, should have been a foul, or hey, there should have been a fumble. Anything can be challenged. You think it should have been a pass interference? You throw your challenge flag, you can challenge it. So the NFL is already partnering in so many ways with the XFL with some of the rules innovation. I think there's other ways that partnerships happening as well with players, talent, coaches, referees. I mean, a lot of the referees are our referees that the NFL have looked at. So partnerships already happened with the NFL and the XFL. XFL game this Saturday in town. Uh, Vipers are hosting St. Louis. Really important thing to hit, Sam. And Sam Macho is with us uh, on these games and also a former NFL veteran. You have another book. You have another book. Uh, Change Starts With You. you got to tell us about this book. I only left you a minute here. I apologize for that. But tell us about the book. Yeah, so the book's called Change Starts With You. 
following your fire to heal a broken world. And it's really a book about what it means to be a change maker. And sometimes we're like, man, what does that even mean? How do I even do that? And we think, well, you got to be a superstar. You got to be this uh, millionaire or whatever. It's like, no, dude, change starts with you or with me, maybe an idea or a dream that we've had or hope that we've had, an aspiration. What if we actually acted on those ideas? What if we actually, like, took a step? What if we actually believed again, started to dream again, that idea of following your fire? Like, what if we got a chance to reignite that fire, that spark, or that passion, that thing that we always love, that we let die? And so this book is really about what it means to make a change in your community, in your school, in your family, uh, and also in the world. And so it's available anywhere books are sold. Go to Amazon. Uh, I got a chance to be a number one bestseller in a lot of different categories and, uh, you know, the top book out of you know, 48 million on Amazon. It was like 130, 43. And so, um, anyways, yeah, sammachobook.com or also Amazon, anywhere books are sold, Target, what have you. So it's called Change Starts With You, Following Your Fire to Heal the Broken World. Sam, we really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Boy, it's funny. How many NFL players, like on the cusp of leaving the league or, you know, guys who have been out a while who are like 33 to mid-40s, we talked to a bunch of them at the Super Bowl, Candy. Like so many authors now, I really I'm, I admire it, and I'm not going to say I'm proud because I you know they're they're not products of me or you know, it's not to. I'm almost envious that guys you know have the time to write a book. You're an author, right? You're a writer. Oh, I, these, I, I, these are not these are not easy endeavors. Oh no no I've. I've written for a living for many, many years, Cofield, and the one thing that has always intimidated me to never even try as a book. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. 364-1100, We were just talking to Sam Acho, who's calling the games in the XFL. We got the Vipers, Vegas Vipers and the Battlehawks going at it this weekend. You can grab your tickets at Ticketmaster.com or give a call to Ari right now. Call her 7-4-pack of tickets to check out the Vipers and the Battlehawks XFL football. It's a 4 o'clock start this Saturday, Cashman Field. Call her 7-364-1100-364-1100. XFL games uh, brought to you in part in this giveaway by our friends at Finley Toyota celebrating 25 years of serving Las Vegas, three six four eleven hundred XFL tickets, four pack. Man, I wish we had more time to talk to Sam because I was reading the description. We were just talking to Sam Acho. I was reading the description of his book, and a lot of it talked about changes that have happened since we've come out of COVID. And I don't know about you, Candy, but I'm looking around and trying to examine what's going on, and I see a lot of people having a tough time. A lot of my friends are having a tough time with jobs and changes in life it's rough and then you see a lot of people who are just really really angry they've changed they're not the same person they were or maybe they were that person and it brought it out of them and i know you found some comments in a story about kevin garnett who apparently looked around you know some life-altering events around him and for him and he was like you know this particular area of anger, I got to stop. I mean, just to piggyback on what you're saying before getting into the Garnett story, Steve, I don't know that we always appreciate just how difficult the last three years have been for so many different reasons. Mm -hmm. If you lost a job, if you lost family members, if people were sick or died, if you just were someone who was cut off from all of your family and friends for 
months, years, however long it was. I mean, there are so many ways that we've changed through all of this that I think it would be really difficult for anyone to say that their life hasn't been impacted negatively or positively. And you know what? It, it seems to me that Kevin Garnett took a different impetus and used a negative to turn it into a positive and said that, you know, he's had a long-standing beef with Ray Allen. He did, the fact that he left that big three, did Ray Allen, in Boston to go to the Miami Heat, basically their direct rival in the Eastern Conference, it left Kevin Garnett with a really bad taste in his mouth. And the fact that he went there of all places and Kevin Garnett had held that against Ray Allen for a long time. And recently he was talking with Kevin Hart was Garnett and said that it was the death of Kobe Bryant in 2020, which of course was January 26th, right before the beginning of COVID that really affected him and, and made him realize, man, it's just not worth hanging on to this. And they eventually hugged it out, did he and Ray Allen, at a celebration for the Celtics. And I just thought it was profound to see Kevin Garnett say that he wasn't going to miss the opportunity to learn the lesson from Kobe. He said, the passing of Kobe and all of us getting older helped me understand that life's not given to none of us. It would have effed with me if something were to happen to Ray and I didn't get a chance to amend this. I got off the bull S. <laughs> and you know, Kevin Garnett didn't have to, right? I mean, these are situations where Kevin Garnett is rich as astronauts. He didn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do at this point. But he realized that something like the death of Kobe Bryant could make him feel a different way and he could act on it and i think that's the biggest thing right sometimes we have people in our lives that we've been upset at and they know that we're upset at them and so maybe the anger dissipates for us over time but we don't tell them we don't necessarily say to them hey you know what i, I think we need to just get past this i think we need to just let it go whatever the case might be and so i know for me like i have tried to be way more conscious of my own anger and the things that I hold on to post-COVID, um, and I only let it out in specific situations like here against <laughs> Rob Manfred. Okay, there you go. This hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Call from anywhere in the state of Nevada. New office in Reno, 766-1400. All right, a lot to address there from Colin Cowherd on Shohei Otani. It's Cofield and company live here at Silver 7, 77 cent beers during, well, VGK games, right? We got that going down, and also the NCAA tournament. So get on down here, two different bars to hang out at, Bud Light Lounge and Silver and Gold. I'm trying to get to the sports book here. I might have to make a mobile wager live on the air. I never do this. I'm very responsible. I do it all the time. Um, so right now, Candy, uh, beginning of the second half in MSG, Kansas State 43-38 over Michigan State. And here in town, UConn is freaking blistering, ripping shredding, crushing Eric Musselman and his hogs, the Razorbacks. It's 34-17 with seven minutes left in the first half. Yikes. What, and what are you looking at on Arkansas Live? Exactly. You know me. I root for the comeback. You root for points. What do you, how, many, how many points are Come on, load up. How many points up. is your app? Oh, could there be anything more Nevada Sportsbook app than this taking too long to load? 
What see. a shocker. And then the, and then the spinning, it's going to wait. The spinning to... wheel of death, you'll get rejected and offered three points well, less. That is, but, but, the, I know, keep going. Francesca, kill some time here, please, while the, come on, stop spinning. This is a lot of money. Oh, yeah, pizza bet is in. Pizza money bet is in. Okay, here we go. Oh, no, it just went up a point, but it's 10 cents more. Um, all right, Arkansas is now plus 14 and a half in the game. This was a four-point spread. You know what? I'm going to bet plus 850 to win as well. Hold on. Whoa. No, no, I'm not going to do Whoa. that. I'm taking hey. the plus 13 and a half. I, th- I think they will make a run in this game. But we'll see. But we'll see. So, yeah, exactly. Let's do it. Wow. 77 cent beers are flowing here. Yeah. I think that same fellow lost his first half bet. He looked devastated at the end of the first half of the game at MSG. He was very angry. Well, considering so this happened. is going to be going on through NCAA games and through a VGK game tonight in Calgary, it, it, it is 77 cents to glory for that gentleman. I have, you know, I was just thinking, I had to, I had to walk outside here at Silver 7s because I had a major purchase. These little technical purchases, and this is going to sound ridiculous, are a big deal to me. Um, I bought a clock. Bought a clock for the set. I bought a clock. And I'm very happy with it so far. So please don't break it, anyone. And, and, and why did why did you have to walk outside? Were you calibrating it outside? Did, uh, did you, are, is your clock sun powered? Is, is it a sun dial? I left it in my car. Oh. I, I was all jacked up to try out the new clock today, and then I walked in. We set up the show, and then I'm like, "Hey, I have a new clock. I'm gonna go get it." These last 80 minutes of the show could be glorious with a clock. Is it big? Do you have a big clock? Um, it's a little smaller than I hoped for. Yeah, I'll be honest with yeah, you. I know that story. I, uh, Never I looks the I, same I as the pictures, right? I didn't check out the measurements. Yeah, up on uh, the website. So anyway, um, we had Cowherd come in talking about Otani, and you know it's funny. He made a reference to Babe Ruth, and then I saw someone, another radio person, subtweet something about Babe Ruth the other day about a radio host, and I was like, why is someone talking about Babe Ruth on a random Wednesday? And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that was it. Uh, Cowherd had a rant, so. That really wasn't a rant, but he just happened to mention Babe Ruth. No, Shohei Otani, for, I mean, th- this show especially, we've, because Von Tobel's not only an Angels fan, but he and Adam Hill, and I can't remember what your take was on this last year with Judge with all the home runs versus the guy who's pitching and hitting. And, you know, they argued the whole season. They're like, there's no competition. I don't care how many, he could hit 80 home runs. What's his ERA? How many strikeouts does he have on the mound, right? Otani, if, if, if this takes Otani to that next level, this WBC performance, that's awesome. But sadly, is the reality what Cowherd talked about, that Shohei Otani will become an American superstar only if he's on the Dodgers? That's not true at all. Okay. Uh, Shohei Otani is already a global superstar. No, no, uh, but, I, but I, I made sure to say American because I no, know I, he's a global I, superstar. I, I don't think he's appreciated in the U.S. Right. And... He is already a global superstar, and America got its first good look at him That's, in the I World mean, Baseball Club. That is so insane that and we have to say that. Because nobody cares about the Angels. Sorry, John. Nobody knows they exist. Nobody cares about the team. And it's unbelievable when you consider that there was a time at which they had the two best players in baseball on the same team at the same time, and they're finishing below 500. And it's just a testament to the mismanagement of that franchise by Artie Moreno, I have no idea how John has survived the tenure of Artie Moreno and has specifically survived the fact that they were going to sell the team and then just said, 
I mean, the statement that they put out when they said they're not selling the team might as well have just said, psych. Because now the Morenos are going to be in charge of this team again. I do think Shohei Otani has to get out of that franchise. I don't think he has to go to the Los Angeles Dodgers for it to happen. But he's going to sign a contract almost without question. He is going to sign a contract that starts with a five in front of it. And that means $500 million annual salary, $50 million a year. All of those things are going to be true because that's how valuable he is. Okay. So let's tie this to Vegas. You and I have been lukewarm in believing that the A's ownership could really move the team here to Sin City. Because we believe we've been used as a negotiating pawn. And there's really only one local media member who's been on this. And it's one of the writers at the RJ. And we just don't believe it's anything beyond people feeding information to say, hey, let's, let's create this vision to threaten Oakland. Well, now we've got another media member who's jumping on it. My whole point about tying it to Vegas with Otani is... Because I keep hearing, oh, when the A's come here, this ownership group, I mean, the infusion of money in a new stadium, oh, they're going to operate like a totally different franchise. Okay, well, then you know what? As part of, well, whatever the timing is, I, we can't match up the timing. When we find out that the A's are really coming here, I would also like to hear that the A's, hey, we're going to be flush with money. You know what? We just beat the Dodgers for Shohei Otani to come to Vegas on the A's, 10-year deal, $500 million. Let's go. Shohei Otani is going to end up making more annually than the Oakland A's are spending yes. on their entire salary for their roster this year. Which should, should be so embarrassing to your pop, Rob. Yeah. Oh, I. When th- the go. next time that I show up to Uncle Rob's house and he decides to give me the old what for, yeah. I'm going to have to say to him, listen, I, we got to talk about something first before we begin the beatings. We got to talk about the Oakland A's. Before the baseball S and M, we have to talk. Yeah, before, before we talk about the S and M, we got to talk about the OAK, and, and this is not going to be pretty because look, they have the lowest payroll in Major League Baseball. They slashed payroll last year. They increased ticket prices in what is easily the worst stadium in all professional sports in the U.S. And why anyone would be fooled into believing it's going to be any different coming here is beyond me. Now you mentioned. There are those in the media who are willing to take whatever the A's tell them and print it and treat it as gospel. But I appreciate the fact that Sam Gordon from the Review Journal wrote a column this week standing up and saying, you know where the Oakland A's belong? In Oakland. And he talked to some folks, you know, he talked to a hot dog vendor. He talked to some folks, you know, who are rooted in the community in Oakland. And that has been all along. As soon as the Raiders left, everything around the Coliseum, went to the hashtag rooted in Oakland. Okay, so then why are we talking about them moving to Las Vegas? And no matter what you do with this franchise in Las Vegas, it will never mean to Vegas what it means to Oakland. The fans who still show up at that stadium are the truest of troopers. Can you imagine keeping your season tickets for the A's right now? Can you imagine trying to make a living in the Bay Area and saying to yourself, no matter how expensive my house is, no matter how much it costs to drive over the Bay Bridge every day, I'm still going to keep my A season tickets when they double the prices and slash the payroll. 
So why would you trust this franchise? We don't have to in Vegas. Why should we? We don't have to. And I appreciate the fact that, that Sam Gordon's column basically stood up and said, you know what? This team doesn't belong here. They belong with this community in Oakland. They're still willing to accept them in Oakland and for they everything them. that they've done. Yep. They are basically, the A's fans are you with, can we come up with a name for Rob? Is it Uncle Rob? Is it Poppy Rob? Can we go with Poppy Rob? Poppy Bobby? No, Poppy Rob? Uh, I guess Uncle's better. I think Daddy, Daddy Manfred is what we usually use when, uh, when I'm over. <laughs> what is hey, your Daddy safe, Manfred. What is, what, is, what is your safe word? <laughs> Hieronimo Baroa! <laughs> My safe word is ceiling. Right? <laughs> Billy North! I was not ready for that. Oh, my God. Every once in a while. Every, uh, yeah. The, 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 the brain keeps chugging every once in a while. Damn. Uh, I, hope, ooh, I hope Sam Gordon at the uh, RJ lot doesn't take a trident right to the heart. Could be, a, could be kind of some conflict over there. You never What's going know. going on here? I you, the, you, you never know. News team assemble. I thought, it could get ugly. I thought the party line was uh, the A's are coming. It's great for Vegas. No? Apparently, everyone's not on the same page. No, and you know what? Look, it's not great for Vegas. Can we all get that idea through our heads? If you think this ownership group that has a multi-billion dollar net worth and is spending $42 million this year on their payroll, if you think they're going to come here and treat it any differently, you're insane. You're going to continue to have one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball. Without question. Now, they need another $300 million to even sniff what's going on up in Oakland to try to get the Howard Terminal project off the ground. And even if they do, there are still the threats of lawsuits, etc. But what do you think it's going to take to get them here? You think they're coming here out of the goodness of their hearts? You think they're coming here for less than that $300 million? We already spent $750 million to bring the Raiders here. And it is a lot of fun to have the Raiders in Vegas. Are they really the Vegas Raiders? Come on now. Come on now. That will always be Oakland and LA's team. We're home for them now, but go to a Raiders game. See who's in the stands and see where they came from. They're coming from California. It's still their team. And maybe the A's come here. Maybe they prove all of us wrong and they come here. It's still going to be their team. And it's still going to be all the problems that came with them. Uh, go to the LVRJ to check out the great series we're talking about. Uh, there was a good one the other day from Adam Hill. He got a chance to talk to George Brett. That was a freaking hoot. George is pushing 70, and George Brett was basically like, Oakland sucks. The players don't want to be there. Vegas rules. I love Vegas, but I can't love it beyond three days. Like, that is every tourist we wish for. George Brett pushing 70 and is like, this place is awesome. If you have not, by the way, watched Brockmire and seen George Brett's role in Brockmire, you absolutely, if you're any kind of a sports fan, you've got to go look up that series and see. Because the, the star turn and the unexpected star turn that George Brett takes in that series is absolutely fantastic. Good hour here from Silver Sevens coming up. We'll get you updated on the Sweet 16. This hour every day is brought to you by... Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Give Justin or Matt 
The great crew at Battleborn to call. Office in Reno, Henderson, and Las Vegas. Anywhere in the state of Nevada, it's 766-1400.